0: Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Gracious Father in heaven, as we gather this day for worship, we are mindful that we are in need of you each day in our lives. We are mindful that we need your strength and we are mindful of what you have done for us and your savior that you sent for us, your only son, Jesus Christ, Lord, give us the strength of your spirit each day to live with our eyes focused on Christ, to live in a way that we understand that our worth and our value is found in you, to live in a way that we have hope and a peace that passes all of our human understanding. Remind us, O Lord, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that we indeed are precious in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. It is good, Lord, to be here. For many years, we have taken those words for granted. And in these times, it is a challenge to once again focus on the fact that we can gather as God's people and we can worship together. And we can gather together in person and online and in so many different ways. And it's important for us to be a people who can worship together. And sometimes it's hard, especially with what's going on in the world around us, to remember who we are as God's people. Our gospel lesson today starts with a series of parables that Jesus tells stringing them uh, together and and I think that's kind of interesting because today also I started a Bible study on the parables so you can tune in on Sunday mornings from uh, 945 to about 10:30 or so and and uh, enjoy that teaching as we learn more about what parables are but but today the focus really is on that whole idea that that we are a treasure or at least that's the way we can look at it I love this uh, it, you know the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of pearls it's like a guy who finds a treasure hidden in a field and we see in both cases that you know they run and they sell everything they have in order to acquire them and one of the things and challenges about parables is to understand what is what's being taught here what's going on what's Jesus trying to tell us about the kingdom of God and most people look at these parables and they go okay there's something here of great value and most of us would say what is it that's of great value Jesus, the gospel, right? That's normally how we look at these parables, that the gospel is so precious, that Jesus is so precious, that we should be willing to give all in order to acquire that gospel. I kind of want to turn this on its head a little bit, though. Think of it this way. Maybe these parables are told from the perspective of God, who sees us so precious and so valuable that He's willing to give everything, including His Son, Jesus Christ, in order to pay for our lives and to redeem us. Is that fair? In fact, Look at what the Old Testament lesson today says. It says you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession. And so we are God's people, holy and dearly loved by him. And he will go to all lengths in order to what? Make sure that we can have a relationship with him. In other words, we are a people who are created by God, we're chosen by God, and we are called by name to be God's people. What does this mean? Well, in order to understand what it means, we need to turn to the book of Romans. And of all of Paul's writings, Romans is my favorite One of these days I'm going to do a sermon series and just go through Romans because there's so much in there. In fact, there's so much in today's lesson from Romans that I could probably divide it up into about four sermons. I'm going to have to or we're going to be here for a long time. So in our lesson today, we got that first part here, and it talks about, and I'm just going to hit some of the highlights here, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. And so one of those things that this is important for us to keep in mind, because as we look at what's going on in the world around us, as we look around and we see this this virus out there and we see uh, civil unrest and all sorts of things, it's hard for us sometimes to stay focused. And we're supposed to stay focused on Jesus Christ because you see Satan's using all this stuff in the world to draw our attention away from God and it's important for us to understand that God is always calling us to keep our focus on Christ because what God has all things in his hands even in the midst of things that seem to be out of control God is still working. We can sit around and we can fret and we can worry, and, and, and you know, t- life has gotten a little different and a little more complicated, you know? Uh, as, I, as I age, you know, my wife would deny this, but I keep forgetting more and more. She'd just say, "I've always done that." But the reality is, is now, you know when I walk out the house, I not only have to remember my car keys and my wallet, I also have to remember my mask and my hand sanitizer. And then when I, you know, put it in the car, i got to remember to put it on. You know, just, it's, life has gotten a little more complicated and things are distracting us. And it's easy to become focused on what's going on around us and take our eyes off of Jesus. Jesus, take my eyes off, what happens? I sink. I worry. I fret. But we are called to focus on Christ. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? What does God want us to have? What is the bottom line, or we might say, maybe put it this way, what is the overreaching, arching thing, the number one thing that God wants us all to have? salvation in Jesus Christ. He wants us to be in heaven with him someday. And he doesn't care how rich or poor or or how big or tall or whatever. He doesn't care what we look like. He wants us to be in heaven with him. And we forget that. I look at all of the time and the energy and the money and the resources that's put into fighting a virus. And I talked about this a few weeks ago. We lose sight of it. We're so, we're so worried about hanging on to physical life that we can let our spiritual life fall into neglect. I'm so thankful you are here in worship. But my fear is that through this, so many people will just become reliant on watching online or whatever it might be, that eventually their whole passion for being in worship goes away. That's my fear. i got to trust God. i got to look to Christ. i got to say, Lord, I know you're going to watch over your people. You're going to guard your people, and you're going to protect them. But it's a real fear. We need to put time and energy into protecting it against the virus of sin that kills forever. That's what Jesus is telling us to do. We start looking at all of this and and we say, what does God want for us? He wants us to be in heaven with him someday. How do we get there? We get there by faith. How do we receive faith? Faith comes by hearing. And how are people to hear if there's no one to tell them? We are the ones who are called according to his purposes to share the gospel of Jesus Christ in word and in deed. In the midst of everything going on, we need to remember that it's Jesus Christ who is the one who died to save the world. It's Jesus Christ who died so that we can be forgiven, cleansed, and redeemed. And I love the way that Paul begins to put this here. He says, he says, Who shall separate us? From the love of God in Christ. Who shall separate us from the love of God in Christ? Shall tribulation? Or distress? Or persecution? Or famine? Or nakedness? Or danger? Or sword? See, it's a a call back to that phrase, if God is with us, who can be against us? I want to paraphrase Paul's words here a little bit. Let me reread them for you. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword or coronavirus or civil unrest? No. When we are in Christ, when his name is written on our lives, on our hearts... Nothing can separate us from His love. And it's His love that strengthens us and and carries us through all of these challenging times and these difficult times. In fact, when we walk, when we live, when we breathe, when we stand in the love of Christ, Paul says that we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. And he says that right after these words. For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. In other words, every day we face death. When Paul wrote this, Christians were facing death for standing up publicly and saying they were believers in Jesus Christ. We face death all day long. We're like sheep being led to slaughter but even as you're being led to slaughter even as you face death you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus now i got to i got to say this i mean every day what do we do we hang on statistics right now how many more people died from the virus they got the running clock that you know tells us every day And I'm thinking, why aren't we putting the clock up there? How many people died from car accidents or motorcycle accidents or from heart disease or from everything else that we die from every day? We're so singularly focused that we're losing the focus of what we need to be about. We are a people who are focused on living for Christ and on life, not on death. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And Paul says these things. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come like coronavirus, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Nothing. So what do we do? We understand that Jesus by his very death on the cross has tied a knot around us. He's given us that safety line, that security that says nothing's going to separate you from me. I have you safely in my arms and the world cannot destroy you because you're mine for all of eternity. Don't be afraid. Don't live your lives in fear. Yes, take the proper precautions, do the right things, but don't operate out of fear. People are out there living in fear. People are out there afraid to come out of their homes. They're afraid to look out the door or the window. They're afraid and they're worried. And the reason they're afraid and they're worried is because they've taken their eyes off of Jesus. We need to look to Christ and we need to help others look to Christ. To fix our eyes on Jesus and and understand who he is and what he's done and what he calls us to do. Yeah, it's challenging in this time. There's no doubt about it. But it doesn't stop us from sharing the love of Jesus in word and deed with others. It doesn't stop us from caring for others, for reaching out to others in whatever way we can and reminding them of who Jesus Christ is. To bear witness in a time of uncertainty, it's a powerful time to bear witness. It's a time when people are hurting and people are searching and people are looking for answers. And trust me, If you're looking for answers from the government and from every other news source out there, they all contradict each other so much that you're never going to find the answers. The answers are only in Christ. It's in him we live, we move, and we have our being. So look to Christ and don't be afraid. Live prudently and certainly in these times, even cautiously, but not in fear and not in worry. Why? Because we're the treasure. God bought us with everything he had. With the blood of Jesus Christ. And he holds us. It's precious in his sight. Know you're the treasure and help others to know it too. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.